What was it like being one of the biggest and most glamorous Hollywood actresses of the 1980s and starring in iconic film after film? Buckle it up as you are about to get inspired from this all-time great. Welcome to the Motivation Show podcast and get ready to be inspired motivated and achieve massive success and now your host the mayor of motivation eli marcus our guest on the motivation show today was one of hollywood's leading actresses she has started iconic movies like blade runner no way out wall street fatal instinct and showed her comedic chops in ace ventura pet detective she is now starring in a four-act play off-Broadway in New York City called Ode to the Wasp Woman. Welcome to The Motivation Show, Sean Young. Hello, Eli. How are you doing? I am tremendous. You know why I'm tremendous today, Sean? <laughs> why? Because I have a friend and her father was called Charlie Tremendous Jones. And whenever you are asked a question on how you are, I've learned and he learned a long time ago and he's taught millions of people always say that you're tremendous because if you say you're tremendous, the world brings things to you, to the table for you and your tremendous. life becomes more tremendous. That makes sense? Very tremendous. I'm <laughs> tremendous. Thanks. There you go. There you go. Isn't that so much better when you tell people you're tremendous than okay? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I want to go back to uh, a younger Sean Young, not that you're old, you know, I want to no, go back I'm to the old days. I'm, 63 <laughs> and I'm not a spring chicken anymore, <laughs> but I'm perfectly okay with that. You sound like a spring chicken. You know, you got a lot of energy there. So I want to ask a simple question. You know, when did you decide you actually wanted to become an actress and why? I grew up primarily in Ohio, in Cleveland Heights, Oberlin and Cleveland Heights. And we had this black and white TV. And after school, they used to, in that area, screen all the MGM musicals. And I fell in love with Singing in the Rain. And I had a massive crush on Gene Kelly, like a lot of people. <laughs> yep. And then I became a bit of a, I guess, like retro movie buff in a way i even actually wrote to gene kelly and i have a signed autograph from Ooh, him, which is pretty cool old and oldie yeah and um i wanted to to be the female version of of gene kelly that's that's what started it because i was the uh the number in singing in the rain called moses supposes remember that number mm -hmm. oh man that just used to blow my mind every time i saw it i was just like oh my god and then I went to Interlochen Arts Academy for my last two years in high school. And then right after high school, I came to New York City. And why did you think you could make it in a profession where most people don't? Is it self-confidence or is it something else that I drove you? I really don't know the answer to that question. I do know that I have a lot of energy at certain times, you know, quite a bit of courage. And you, you do need those two things, you know. I'd probably be great in the army if if I was uh, wanting to be in the army, which I'm not. But, you know, it takes mm -hmm. some courage. I'll choose you to be in the foxhole with me. Yeah, that's I'm good in an emergency. Yes. Yes. Mm, I like that. Those are two good principles right there. I like it. So what motivates you and drives you today to continue to do what you do? Well, I'm not as motivated today because I love being at home and 
petting my cat and all of that kind of thing. But when when my agent brought this to me, I think it's pretty clearly true that most actors really like to work. And I read it and I thought I thought I would be a good fit for the Susan Cabot character. And it's a challenge. It's a big challenge, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And uh, I always like being in a group with with other actors, which is the case here. We cover four different tragic ends. One is Alfalfa, Carl Schweitzer. Another is George. The Little Rascals. Yes. And right? George. Best Steve, known. The Superman, the first one on TV. And yeah, the original. Sometimes yeah. in my mind, the only one, the original. Yeah. <laughs> and then Susan Cabot, who was, I guess you'd call her B-movie actress and didn't have a uh, pleasant end in life. And then Barbara Payton, who was also an actress and had a had a rough had a rough road. So these are the four characters that are covered in the play in the four act. What really intrigued you about this play? What made you really sold on this? Like uh, what really sunk to you? I felt I could do a really good job with it. And that's well, let's let's call it I felt like I could be of service to the director. Hmm. I like that. That's another kind of twist. Most people are so like self-centered and you're like, you could be of service to the director. Wow. Well, yeah. Self-centeredness is one of those qualities that does uh, show up quite a bit in show business. Yeah. <laughs> I have reached some enlightenment in life and I have a pretty much blissful life every single day I wake up. Wow. I appreciate things. You know, I've learned a lot. I've become very wise. I'm I'm uh, capable of humility, and I really like people in general, unless they prove to me I shouldn't. And yeah, so it's it's a good group, and I'm having fun, and I do enjoy working. I got to tell you, Sean, I love that word, blissful. Boy, I can tell you there's nothing better than waking up every morning and say, boy, do I have a fortune in life. So were there challenges that you faced in your life that you had to overcome that got you to kind of think that way? I'm a big prayer and I'm also kind of, I, I pray, I'm a, I, I believe in God, you know, and I, and I have for as long as I can remember, you know, so the hardships, I used to take them in when I was younger. I, I think I let, I let hardships or difficulties or challenges. I used to let them frighten me, but then at some point, what I realized was that coming to planet earth as an earthling, you know, no pain, no gain, that you have to actually go through experiences that can teach you something. And there are people who don't learn their lessons and, you know, maybe they come back until they finally get it. I don't know. I, I can't see the other side. I'm not, I'm not psychic like that, but I, but I am very sensitive and I can feel what other people are feeling and I'm very alert that way. And I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy the challenges. You know, I, I, they don't, they, they, like I said, they used to scare me. Now I just go, oh, I wonder what I'm supposed to learn here. So, you know, you've had your ups and downs in Hollywood, right? And you're so, probably, so I'm so, told. <laughs> so you're, so you're told. Yes. Uh, any regrets or things that you would have liked to have done differently? I think I would have liked to figure out how to shut up earlier, you know, like not be quite as honest with people and not present all of my cards immediately, you know, like now I can hold my cards a little closer to my chest than I did when I was younger. But I was also very trusting and naive when I was younger. I brought in a lot of positive energy and I did not yet at that point understand that people can be, you know, so I had to learn that. 
Unfortunately, a lot of actresses had to learn that, <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. especially in the in the current uh, world that we're in. You know, in the uh, uh, all the revelations about uh, some of the not so nice uh, people involved in the uh, business. But uh, you, you, you said, too, though. I don't yeah. think that. I don't think those. You know, I, I think the Me Too problem was pre- present from the very beginning. Yes. And, how, and why wouldn't it be? Do you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, as an actress, you really do want people to think of you as attractive and be appealing and present an attractive, appealing Sells tickets, product. Yeah. yeah, you know, you want that. So I guess the in- environment now is is making making guys a little more cautious. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So I'm you know, really looking forward to this play. And what do you want audience to feel during and after the play, Sean? Well, I'm only in one act of the play, so I can only speak for that. But I, I think that I tend to try to get as much comedy out of the dialogue as I can, even though it's tragedy, you know, so you sh- you can have both. You can actually have something that's rather, rather appalling, actually be very entertaining and kind of uh, funny. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that I'll be funny in it. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that you will be as well. What was it like, actually, uh, in terms of comedy, uh, working uh, a movie like Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Uh, what was Jim Carrey like? Oh, I love Jim Carrey. And he's probably one of the only people in the showbiz industry that went to bat for me because he, um, Morgan Creek at the time, they wanted Bridget Nielsen. And Jim just kept telling him, no, nope, no. Nope. We're going to have Sean. No, no, no. And he just wouldn't back down. And eventually they just said, okay. And what was interesting is after the movie came out, you know, all the execs, they all go, oh, we wanted you all from the beginning. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. That's after it Hollywood all works out. Is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Monday morning quarterback, they call that. <laughs> yeah. I also had a great time on Fatal Instinct, which I'm blonde in that. And Carl Reiner directed it. And it's, hilarious and i'm not sure why it didn't make as much money as ace ventura because it was really quite funny and uh, i think it was not released at the right time or the Mm. timing of it might have been off it's hard to say but that's a good one to rent or see later because fatal instinct was hilarious well it looks like i'll be getting out my netflix and taking a look at that one as well any other movies that you would consider your favorites I liked Cousin. I tend to like more lighthearted movies. I mean, I did a I did a movie of the week with Charles Shaughnessy and Jack Scalia years ago, where my husband and two kids in the story get carjacked and murdered. And then Jack Scalia comes to my door to tell me. And it's a very depressing, very depressing story. But so it was dramatic. And I do find drama very easy to do, but I also find it a lot more one-dimensional because being funny is hard, you know? It takes something a little bit extra to do that and being like, okay, I'm supposed to cry here. That's just a, a whole different set of demands than than being funny. Not everybody can pull off a Lucille ball, right? You either have yeah. it in the chops or you kind of don't. It's yeah. kind of hard to fake uh, being funny, right? Yep. You got to kind of have the is. knack for it, right? You do. So what was Blade Runner, uh, you know, like that certainly got a lot of attention and still does. Well, I was, uh, you know, quite young. I was 20 when I made Blade Runner. So I was pretty much a newcomer. So most of the experience of Blade Runner was spent trying to get me to appear older because I think I look like I'm 28 in that movie, but I was really 20. 
So getting me to have more female and more mature behaviors and and my voice not quite as it 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 had a little bit of a little girl feel to it when I was 19 or 20. So I had to sort of grow up. And then I had to learn, well, you learn tolerance in movies. And that was my kind of my first real experience of what I call incarceration, because every movie that you sign up to do, you are in some way incarcerated because you're very much needed and they can't replace you once you start and you have to stay healthy and you have to until you're wrapped for good and the show is over you're you know you're living out a sentence and sometimes it can be a really good sentence and a really good show and a really wonderful show and sometimes uh, you know you don't get as lucky but I feel my career has been tremendously lucky and I do. I honestly do. Even the the clunkers I had to do just to, you know, raise my family, I feel blessed. I love that. And so what do you think about film versus theater? Do you have a preference? Do you like both? Well, of course, film is what I know and TV, you know. So I'm very comfortable in that medium. I'm I'm a lot less comfortable on stage, but that's that's primarily because I, I have less experience doing that. But I feel pretty comfortable now with this, and I feel like I'm going to crush it. So we'll see, you know. <laughs> Can you give me more details about Ode to the Wasp? I mean, like, where is it playing? How many days a week is it playing? How long um, is the play? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly the timing of, you know, how long it is. But let me look at the schedule. I believe the preview tech days... October 30th. And then the actual opening is opening night is, is uh, November 9th and it opens at seven 30 and it's at the actors temple theater on 47th street. And I'm sure you can let them know uh, where they can get tickets and all that, but it should be, it should be fun. The theater's kind of cool. It's, it's an old synagogue and it's got these stained glass windows and stuff. And it's, it's, it's a groovy little theater. It really is. You know, it's not the easiest time to be off Broadway these days. You know, we're coming back from a pandemic and, you know, it's a it's a crazy world out there. And so uh, I'm very much looking forward to to seeing this show. And, and I think you're going to sell a lot of tickets. And I think you have a lot of appeal. I love your attitude. Uh, I'm hoping my guests here go and see the show because uh, you've been terrific to deal with here so far. And, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, and so... Uh, after this uh, great uh, uh, role that you're playing here in Ode to the Wasp Woman, uh, what else is next in Sean Young's fascinating life journey? Oh, probably just snuggling with my husband. Maybe I'll do that. That'll be my next thing. Yeah, he's a, he, I live in Atlanta now, and he's in Atlanta, although he's going to come up for the previews and the opening. You know, so I'll get to see him for about 10 days. And then I think... I think the show, well, it really depends on how it does, but, you know, like, I'm paid till December 31st, so I, I know I'll be here that long, you know, at least, and then we'll see how the show does, because I think that's that's how the stage works, doesn't it? It depends on if people come to see it. Yeah, and, you know, it is, you know, it always fascinates me that 
you put all this time and energy into memorizing lines and going through contracts and going all this. And, and it really, honestly, it's then it's really out of your hands. All you can do is what you do best, which is get yeah. on stage, ace the performance. And then the audience's hope, you know, word of mouth and everything else, marketing, all hopes that, you know, come in and converge in your favor. But if it doesn't, you know, you have no choice, but to move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you right. Know? And with 46 or maybe 47 years of acting experience, that's a very easy process now. I think in the beginning and depending on where you are at what phase of your career you're at, you know, that can be maybe more intimidating, but now it's just all fun. It really is. How do you memorize all these uh, lines, you know, and then you really, you, you really, there's no margin for error. I guess the one thing easier in film is there's some margin for error, right? Because they oh, can, yeah. you know, they can do take two, take three, take four, but in live theater, there's no take two. No. And, and also, you know, the way you memorize them is you do it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's really great, too, because a lot of times in, well, my experience in like what I call when the low budget era came into the movie business, which is a large section of it now, you know, like the people who get the big bucks are really a smaller group. You never have any rehearsal time. You're always rehearsing on the set, right? So you learn, you actually do learn to learn your lines very quickly in general in the in the low budget era. Yeah, that's fascinating. Anything else that you'd like to add? You'd like people to know about Sean Young and uh, what you're up to or what you will be up to? Sean Young is definitely a very down to earth, honest, sweet, extremely sweet <laughs> With a very good sense of humor. Sweeter than pumpkin pie, right? Yep. Yep. And very helpful, very loved by her sons and her husband. And, um, you know, very practical and have a lot of common sense. Well, you know, uh, I used to work with a gentleman um, by the name of Dr. Richard Carlson. He wrote a classic book. And it was called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And Mm -hmm. what was interesting is his subtitle was very powerful because it's it was and it's all small stuff right <laughs> and un, it usually takes a lot of maturity to get to that point where you look at it and like okay instead of like getting all crazy and all upset and you know the world's ending you know you look at it it's like you know i've got a husband i've got my kids we're healthy you know i'm a happy person you mentioned god I mean, I can't imagine anything more important, you know, uh, yeah. and if you're a God-fearing person and you're a God-loving person, everything else then, like you say, you know, things just happen and you deal with it. And that's you know, a you true, know what right? book I read recently? What was that? I'm not kidding. I read this book called Wheat Belly by Dr. William Davies. It was such a read, I got to tell you. And then about two months before the show, I gave up bread and pasta. And then just about four days ago, I was a little bit early for rehearsal. So I went to this diner and I ate two pieces of of rye bread after two months of not having any wheat. And I got to tell you, I struggled during the rehearsal that day with like brain fog, right? Because Mm. of bread. And I thought, oh my God. So I can't have any bread or pasta for, for the run of this show at all. I believe he talks about the gluten in the in that. Right. Yes, and yeah. that uh, yeah. that can be challenging, and that's a whole other podcast <laughs> for another day. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to see that you're doing so well. I'm uh, really, really excited. I will be at the uh, play uh, on Saturday, November 4th, and I'm bringing in a lot of my friends to come and see it who are yeah. hotel concierge. So we're going to come there and uh, Ryder McDowell, who's the uh, producer and director, he's going to set up so that 
hopefully we get a chance to uh to meet you after the show for a couple of moments get a get some photo ops get excited so i want all my listeners to look for that on social media come out and see the play oh to the wasp woman and i want to thank you sean for taking the time out of your rehearsal schedule to actually get on the show with me here today i appreciate it eli thank you thanks If you would like to inquire about having Eli motivate your team, speak at your event, or coach you personally for massive success, email themotivationshow at gmail.com. That's themotivationshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.